Okay, so in our last couple of videos, we've been talking a lot about digestion. Mm -hmm. In the upper GI, we've talked about function. The lower GI, we talked about function. Then we talked about dysfunction of the upper GI. And so once again, just to remind you, this is a north to south process. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be talking about the lower GI, which is small intestine, large intestine, and anus, pooping, um, our favorite topic. And uh, if you don't understand the upper GI, or if you don't fix the upper GI first, you can do whatever you want lower GI, but it's just not gonna work. You've got to start in the upper. So if you have not worked on the upper GI, ignore this video, go back, watch the other one. And uh, while you're doing that, just go ahead and subscribe, like our channel, all that fun stuff. <laughs> you like how I work that in there? So with lower GI dysfunction, we could talk for hours on all, di all digestion. That's hours. so much of what we do. Yeah, so we're gonna try to pare it down to a good 10 minutes. So the first thing we want to talk about in the small intestine is mainly the main goal of the small intestine is to absorb nutrients. Um, and so, Ombre, you lead us off with the first dysfunction we want to talk about. Yeah, so something we kind of, I wanted to bring back to the upper GI is that if you are not breaking down your food right, we talked about carbs fermenting, proteins putrefying, and fats reincidifying. That's all mostly an upper GI problem, right? Now that you have that food molecule not properly broken down, you're gonna have lower GI effects, right? So one thing from that food that's improperly broken down is that A, you're gonna feed intestinal overgrowth, but the wrong kind. You're gonna feed yeast, fungus, mold, and pathogenic bacteria more than Gross. anything. Yeah, they love it. They get the byproduct mm -hmm. of it. It's fantastic. Um, that makes them stronger. It makes us have more gas, bloating, systemic issues, you name it. But another thing is that that food isn't broken down and it's causing havoc in our body. It causes inflammation when it's not broken down. Right. Think of like a bull in a china shop. If that bull was nice, he'd just walk straight through, right? But then you have like all of this ricocheting damage effect and it's how those food, you know, those food particles act. Um, they create inflammation in the intestinal lining itself. They damage the cell wall of the lining. And then they also increased intestinal permeability. That's leaky gut. Um, yeah, and then when you have leaky gut, that's when you're susceptible to things like food allergies and intolerances. So with- Autoimmunity. Right, autoimmunity, chronic illness, you name it. I mean, when you have that barrier that's broken, you let in pathogens and toxic chemicals that aren't supposed to be in your bloodstream or systemically in your body at all. And so what happens, especially with food sensitivities and allergies, if you think of it, our proteins are supposed to be broken down into like polypeptides, peptides, or and then amino acids. Our bodies don't react to amino acids. They right. react to polypeptides more than anything. So when you don't break down that protein properly. Wait, wait, my favorite way to describe that is like a paperclip. Okay. Okay. This is, so yeah. if you eat, uh, or if you eat paperclips, that's gross. But the idea is when you eat protein, you eat a structure like a paperclip. Yeah. And that, that, that protein is folded in a very specific way to, to perform a very specific function. Yeah. Um, your digestive process is supposed to unfold that paperclip and break it up into tiny little pieces. Yeah you're supposed to absorb tiny little pieces of paperclip to where your body never even sees paperclips. But if your upper GI doesn't break down the paperclip, then that paperclip enters the small intestine and you try to absorb it, but now you react to it because it's a foreign object. You can mm -hmm. tell that is not supposed to be inside me, so your immune system attacks it. Right. As it attacks it, it feeds forward the cycle because as you attack your own lining, you have poorer digestion, which means more paperclips are gonna come down. You damage your shag carpet, which we talked about in the first video. If you don't have 
shag carpet, you can't absorb your nutrients. And even worse is you're gonna create leaky gut because those cells can't hold on to each other. They're supposed to be like Red Rover, Red Rover, where they're attached arm to arm, nothing can penetrate. But as they're inflamed, they start letting go. And as they let go, things start, more paper clips start leaking across the barrier, triggering more immune system reaction, and on and on you go, spiraling out of control. And that's when you can have the forever immune reaction, right? Where you're reacting to everything. You're a patient or you're a person who's like, everything I eat causes pain, um, gas, bloating, makes me tired, makes me anxious, makes me depressed, mm -hmm. irritable, you name it. Um, again, there's so much that is involved in the small right. intestine, but so as, as, yeah. as far as dysfunction and treatment, this is a very complicated part of the process, obviously. Number one is you have to digest your food perfectly, so or not perfectly, but better. Yeah. So go to the upper GI, learn about the dysfunction, how to treat that. But second, so how can you improve this malabsorption, this leaky gut, all of this stuff going on in the small intestine is one thing you do have control over is you can change what inflammatory foods you're eating. Mm -hmm. So immediately, if you're having any bloating, gas, indigestion, autoimmune, anything like that, remove the gluten preferably remove all grains. That's rice, yes, oatmeal, all please. grains. And if you don't know what grains are, just Google it, look it up. We don't have enough time to talk today. And remove all dairy. Anything that comes from a cow udder or any udder or any kind of milk, um, completely remove it, butter included, yeah. any of it. Uh, those are the two biggest ones. If, you, if you're already a pro and already removing those, but still having issues, then you need to go on AIP or autoimmune protocol, autoimmune yeah. paleo. Um, and you can look all those things up. We've got documents and videos on, on that as well. Um, so you can, you can change the food. Uh, number two, you can take supplements to try to decrease mm -hmm. the inflammation. And we won't talk a lot of time about them, but we can list a few like SBI Protect from Orthomolecular. Yes. Um, Tariva from Orthomolecular as well. Mm -hmm. Wonderful full spectrum uh, curcumin. One of our favorites is Ultra GI Replenish from Metagenics, uh, which has some two, uh, we won't get into yeah. the details. And then um, probiotics are a big part that help kill off some of the organisms. We, we look at probiotics as beneficial organisms, but they're also competitors to the bad organisms. So right. good probiotics, um, especially spore-based probiotic like Proflora 4R from Biobotanicals. But inevitably, you're going to have to remove the trigger. Absolutely. Right. So digested food. But if you have overgrowth as well, causing you know malabsorption or inflammation in the intestine, you're going to need that taken care of and with a provider. Mm -hmm. um, but what you can do is take the supplements that he's talking about, fix nutrition, fix digestion. And inevitably, you can add in some intestinal healing as well. Um, if you have even just like a little bit of aloe at home, don't do it occasionally, but anything that's really soothing to the gut, marshmallow extract. I really like intestinal Which repair. Which is not marshmallows. Not you marshmallow. will be disappointed to find out. Marshmallow yeah. extract does not taste like right. marshmallows. But there are soothing elements as well. Um, okay. Yeah. So after you're done with the small intestine, as far as absorbing nutrients and, and, and breaking down food, then you're finally in the large intestine. And the number one, well, I guess two huge dysfunctions we see in the large intestine or colon is, of course, constipation. Mm -hmm. That is such a common issue, constipation, constipation, constipation. And then number two is um, uh, not breaking down your fiber appropriately or not even having enough fiber. Right. So. <clears throat> We can talk a lot about constipation. Uh, even if you're having daily bowel movements, you can still be constipated. If you're only removing 80% of your stool every day, 20% behind, if you do that every day for a long time, yeah, you're gonna be retaining a lot there. of stool, yeah. right? So just because you're having daily bowel movements doesn't mean you're not constipated. And even if you're having diarrhea, sometimes it can actually be from constipation. We call it encopresis. You'll primarily see it's in kids, but it happens many times in adults, believe yeah. it or not. So as far as constipation, of course, if you start at the top of the di digestive cascade, you can actually completely change constipation. So just adding in stomach acid many times in the upper GI mm -hmm. actually 
fixes constipation because you're changing the whole way food's digested. You're itching to yeah. say something. No. Go for it. I know this. It's, it's, it may be a little gross, but you know how an animal, like a cat or a dog, immediately when they eat, they have to go outside to go to the bathroom? Yeah. That's essentially, it doesn't mean that that food all of a sudden went through their entire digestive cascade. It means that their triggering response happened, right? Mm -hmm. So when they started eating, they had that sight, smell, they had the digestive juices flowing. It shows you how connected everything is. The fact that them just eating triggered a bowel movement Essentially, that would be beautiful for us as humans, but sometimes it is. Sometimes I have patients who go, yeah, I eat breakfast and immediately have a bowel movement after that. So we trigger. should eat on the toilet is what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> Don't do that. That's gross. That's uh, so, yeah, so chronic constipation. And we frequently use colonics as a way to catch people up. When, when you've got so much backlog in your constipation, um, it's hard to treat top down with, with fibers and waters and, and, and all that. Um, aloe vera capsules we like, and uh, magnesium citrate is our other favorite uh, laxative. But sometimes that's not enough. Right. And in order to catch up on the backlog, you've got to do colonics. And if you don't know what that is, that's worth Googling. Yeah. Um, basically where no, they the stick images, a tube but... up and, and flush water in to get that old stool out. And once again, just like we talked about assisting digestion in the upper GI, this is not a permanent thing. You should not have to do this forever. If you can fix the root causes, then this is something that you're using to get back on track. Once you're on track, then your digestive system handles it on its own. Right, and that large intestine, when he's talking about maybe retaining 20% or more of it, that holds toxic bile. It holds mm -hmm. overgrowth. That can make a home for overgrowth. You hold those toxic elements that your body was trying to remove and push out, now it's staying in your body and you're reabsorbing that. I can't even tell you, I love the people that we send to um, for colonics and she will tell you that she can tell by what comes out, how much toxic bile is in there, how many you'll need, what your digestive system essentially, essentially looks like. So it's always worth going into. Um, never go to a self one, by the way. Please see a <laughs> certified practitioner. At least in the beginning while you're working right. through it until you know it's comfortable because it, it is pricey, but it's something that if done right, you won't need them mm -hmm. forever. And the self ones just aren't as effective. No. You're right. No. Um, so the other thing we want to talk about as far as lower dis lower GI dysfunction in the colon is, of course, fiber. We talk a ton about fiber. And just to remind you, humans don't break down fiber. You eat fiber in order to feed the bacteria that break down the fiber for you. Those are the good bacteria, the beneficial bacteria. Mm -hmm. So if you're not feeding them, they're not there. Um, so the idea behind fibers, fiber is, fibers are long chain fatty acids, or they're sort of chewy, there's long strings basically. And so you, you, di you absorb, I'm sorry, you eat these long chain fatty acids or fibers and they go through your entire intestinal um, tract until they get to the large intestine, which is where the majority of beneficial bacteria are supposed to be. And then they break down long chain fatty acids into short chain fatty acids. And we're finding more and more data that these short chain fatty acids are the key to longevity and health mm -hmm. and brain function. And there's so much, which is just absolutely fascinating because we don't digest fiber, the bacteria do, but it is an essential element of our living and, and being optimal. So if you, if you haven't seen anything on butyrate, butyrate is wonderful. And butyrate, you don't make, well, you technically make, there's an asterisk there, but in your intestines, you don't make butyrate. Right. You eat fiber, that fiber feeds beneficial bacteria, and the beneficial bacteria make butyrate. Now there's a supplement and it's getting more popular, butyrate. So we encourage you to get the oil version of yes, the butyrate. The um, we like sun butyrate and um, do a tablespoon, well, it depends on the type, but do a dose of, of sun butyrate two or three times a day to start feeding those beneficial bacteria. The butyrate also feeds your intestinal mm -hmm. cells, um, but that butyrate is especially good for your noodle up top. 
We don't know why, but it is extremely powerful in the dementia world and the brain fog world and just brain focus in general. Butyrate feeds your brain. Same idea with ketogenic diet. You make butyrate when you're in keto, ketogenesis mm -hmm. and ketogenesis is good for the brain. And we think it's because of the butyrate connection. Yeah, um, they're essentially different types of butyrate, but we'll dive into a video about that later. But they have a beautiful synergistic effect, obviously. So if you can produce ketones at the same time as you're eating a ton of fiber and producing butyrate, that is the best combo for brain function by far. Yep. But then conversely, in the dysfunction world, there's actually bad bacteria that can metabolize your fiber into bad components right. like propionic acid. So propionic acid, they've linked to anxiety and OCD. And if you've got the wrong and, and overweight obesity, if you've got the wrong bacteria, you will make the wrong components out of your fiber. Mm -hmm. So how do you fix that? We eat the right foods, you take the right supplements, you feed the good bacteria, they will rise to power and then they'll be able to take over the bad bacteria. We do a lot of um, biocide and other supplements to kill certain bacteria bacteria, kill certain fungi and mold, um, because sometimes they, they just have so, I shouldn't say sometimes, almost power. everyone. Yeah, they have a stronghold. Yeah. And the only way to take over that stronghold is you gotta knock it down. Mm -hmm. That's not a fun process, but we, were, we walk people through it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of all we wanted to focus on today yeah. in this video with right. lower GI dysfunction. We wanted to simplify it. We Essentially, we created four videos because we could talk about it all day, every day, and every single person is completely different. But these are things that you can look at at home, how to get started, what can you do. Um, always feel free to watch anything else that we do. We will always put out techniques of how to help digestion, what to do moving forward. Essentially, everything you do and feel and <laughs> taste, whatever it may be, affects digestion. So best suggestion, try to lower stress, chew your food, eat highly nutritious foods, and re remove the inflammatory ones, essentially. So like our channel, subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit the little bell so you get notifications and eventually we're yeah. putting together an online course. You should see a link in the description once that's published on how to heal yourself without even seeing a functional medicine practitioner. And it will be insanely extensive, so. Extensive, Everything. not expensive, extensive. Extensive, that's why I said. She said it, just wanted okay. to clarify. Okay. okay guys, Cool. we'll see you next Thanks, time. Guys.